Hello film lovers and welcome to another episode of the Films I Love Most podcast. Sit down, relax and whap out those cinematic snacks. It's time for the Films I Love Most podcast live. everyone and welcome to the films i love most podcast i am here to talk about don't worry darling i have literally just walked back through the door having just seen the movie and i have thoughts and i have comments to make firstly we all know that behind this movie there is a lot of controversy from behind the scenes in fact there is more drama going on behind the scenes i think than in the movie itself which is funny and ironic and we will of course be talking about the drama um don't worry darling 2022 release it was released this this friday i am recording this on saturday so it's the second day of release so i do apologize if you haven't seen the film already there will be minor spoilers and towards the end of this chat there will be big spoilers i will be discreetly giving away the twist um so if you haven't seen the film already please um i will warn you in advance when the uh, discussion of the twist is coming so that you can vacate or fast forward or just not listen to that part of the chat so don't worry darling um directed by olivia wilde obviously starring her as well which is a treat and always interesting when a director decides to take not a huge role in the film but a important part of the narrative and i would like to say that olivia wilde's visual style is very very unique and you can tell that she has done her research especially with films like maybe stepford wives uh films along those sort of the genre that feature in the 50s there is a big dollop of one division in there for sure the first segment of one division uh with you know like the 1950s sitcom there is a massive dose of that in there also i was taken back to um more sci-fi thrillers hitchcock for sure has an influence on this movie also i would say that with the visual style it's very very claustrophobic which i loved about the film there was this intense claustrophobia taking part in this setting of mountains surrounding the town you know a very small community when it 
when you got to see where the characters are living, it's sort of this horseshoe community, which are very interconnected, very insular, almost the houses are almost facing each other. Everybody knows each other's business. And I loved that. It really evoked the 1950s Stepfoot Wives genre, which I think Olivia Wilde was going for, which is fantastic. And of course, a lot of people will be watching this movie for its stars, uh, Florence Pugh, which can do no wrong in my eyes. She is fantastic in this movie. The movie pretty much 90% centers around her character. There's very little of the film that doesn't involve her in some way. So she pretty much carried this movie, which was a heavy burden seeing the character's journey is very taut and very emotional. So she did a fantastic job of taking that character from A to Z with lots of U-turns and lots of very emotional acting, which I think Florence Pugh is perfect at. I, I would put Florence Pugh up with one of my favourite actresses. And if you are a regular listener to this podcast, then you will know that I absolutely adore Elizabeth Moss. Um, I would say Kate Winslet as well. An actress or an actor that can have that camera so focused on them and keep your attention and not even having to say a word. You can just tell how they're feeling through their eyes. And Florence just does that amazingly. She is just incredible in this film. And... Of course, we can't go without mentioning the beautiful Harry Styles, who, you know, many people have concerns or, you know, about his acting talent. I would say that he really nails it in this film. The part is pretty much tailor-made for Mr. Styles. You know, you have this very handsome, suave, interesting career-based character who is basically there to woo his wife and there's a lot of wooing going on believe me and disappearing off to the secret project that all the men seem to be going every morning off to this project nobody knows what it is all we know is that occasionally there's earthquakes and i'm not going to lie to you i'm not entirely sure where the earthquakes fit into the story but i'm sure that on a second viewing or even a third viewing that would become apparent or if anyone is listening and who has seen the movie can you please let me know what those earthquakes are about because i'm still a little bit in the dark we also have chris pine another stunner who is playing frank the leader of the community interesting character there's obviously a lot of sort of <laughs> leadership like very charismatic a lot of leaders are obviously but he seems to have had that sort of cult charismatic side to him where you're looking thinking you know Scientology is this a cult is there something else going on what's going on in the outside world are we even in the 50s time period which was something that I was thinking about from the very beginning of the film do it does this actually take place in that time period but Frank is very suave, very in control, and very controlling. And I think 
his character is pretty much meant to symbolize the toxic masculinity that we swim in in this day and age unfortunately there's a lot of themes running through this film of control and of desire and men who seem to feel that they are looked down upon by women i.e for example in this film florence pugh's character alice she works as a doctor uh, this is a twist by the way so you might want to put your fingers in your ears but she works as a doctor in the real world and makes a lot more money and also is more successful than jack harry styles's character so there's this sort of power dynamic going on and i don't think that harry's character or sorry jack the character is comfortable with that and you get the feeling that the consequences that arise from the situation of this film is because of that toxic masculinity and men unable to come to the to come to the fact that women are more powerful than them or on an equal footing um you know there's I, I can't exactly remember what the movement is called but there are men that are on the internet you know very sexist very misogynistic towards women because they can't get what they want from a woman this film very much talks about those issues which i thought was really really interesting we have a message let's listen who it's from it's nick hello dear i'm cooking i can barely hear you over this freaking vent do you hear that for my gas stove but i'm here hi nick it's been a while thank you very much for coming to join um from the states of course thank you very much for listening into my review here of don't worry darling so let's talk about the behind the scenes drama shall we so this is all rumor so i'm literally just repeating the rumors that have been circulated so please don't sue me olivia wilde i am literally just repeating what i've been told don't shoot the messenger so there is a lot of drama that has gone on behind the scenes of don't worry darling let's start with shia labeouf who is obviously no stranger to drama but he was originally cast as jack chambers but something went on we're not quite sure which led to him being fired from the movie now there are some reports that maybe florence Pugh did not get along with him as much um there was tension on set maybe there was some creative differences with olivia wilde we're not entirely sure what happened we weren't there so anyway shia booth got uh fired and then harry styles came on board to play jack which was a winning move i think we can all contest to that but part way through the filming olivia wilde for some reason decided to contact Shia LaBeouf and tell him that there was a way for him to come back on board of the project and apparently sent him a video of her pleading with him to return and saying that Florence will get in line if he returns. And obviously this was very disrespectful to uh, Shia LaBeouf, 
even more disrespectful, I think, to Florence Pugh saying that she will get in line, seeing that this movie is is about um, empowerment of women. I don't think saying comments like that was very helpful, especially from your female director. Thank you very much. So this issue arose and there was a lot of tension on set, so much so that Florence Pugh has not done very much publicity on this movie due to the drama going on behind the scenes. I think she wanted to distance herself slightly. I think some of the revelations that came out in the press may have shocked her slightly and may not have set well with her. So she decided to not take part in any publicity or minimal which I can completely understand if you are disrespected by your director. Not a great move there, Olivia. But then let's move on to the second part of the drama. So, Olivia Wilde apparently got a little bit intense with Mr. Harry Styles. Maybe fell in love with him slightly. Maybe went above and beyond the boundaries set by any director. And made a lot of people on set feel uncomfortable. Not a great move. Not only has she fired and then tried to woo back her leading man, but then she was fixated and fascinated by the new leading man, Mr. Harry Styles, who probably under that environment felt very uncomfortable. And I haven't actually seen a lot of publicity from him either. So I'm assuming that due to that drama, Harry Styles has kept his distance from the publicity of this film also. Lots of drama going on. Now, I'm only bringing up the drama because obviously with all of that in the press and that spoken about, people are gonna take that baggage with them into the movie theater. And when they're watching the film, that's gonna have a huge impact on their opinion. Hence why I think this film has got bad reviews. And it has got bad reviews. I mean, it's sitting quite comfortably on IMBD at the moment at 62 out 62 out of 10. So 6.2 out of 10. Sorry, not 62. Ha! 6.2 out of 10. And um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's in the mid to high 30% of audience. Um, the audience, basically. The critics have given it a lot more. Do I think that 6.2 out of 10 is fair? Yes, actually, I do. In fact, I would like to give it a bit of a higher rating than that. A lot of people are complaining about the end of the movie, about the twist itself, which I actually think is quite a neat twist. It's very much like Black Mirror. I would say that this movie is definitely an extended episode of Black Mirror. If you go in with that mindset, you'll probably enjoy it a little bit more because you'll have a little bit of an understanding and the lead up to the twist will be more, well, let's say plausible or digestible. And uh, so Black Mirror is a good mindset to go in with this film. And also, I think the issue with the ending is that the film ends very abruptly and I think that from the moment it ends, the story that will continue from that is a very interesting story. In fact, this film 
definitely sets itself up for a sequel. Do I think we'll see a sequel? No, I don't think we will. I think there's been too much drama behind the scene, too much going on for there to warrant a sequel to this movie, unfortunately. But the film does end at a point where the audience are expecting a little bit more. We want to know what happens to the characters after. We want to. We want a bit of a conclusion. You know, the present has been wrapped, but there is no bow, which I think has rubbed the audience up the wrong way, unfortunately. So I think that is the reason for the 6.2 out of 10 on IMBD. Critics are saying that the film, the build-up of the film is good the tension is great and i agree with that i think the tension and it moves along at such a speed there's never a moment to get bored in this film it's um the character building is there and events are happening frequently where you're never left in a lull and i think that really works for the film i would say where the film starts to unravel slightly there's a dinner party scene and there's a quite a heated exchange between france Florence Pugh and Chris, um, because say Chris Evans then, but Chris Evans is not in this movie. He's just in pretty much everything else at the moment. Chris Pine. Uh, so Florence Pugh and Chris Pine's character, there's quite a heated discussion between them. And after that, I feel like the film slows down slightly. I feel like the character um, of Alice, she sort of starts to act a little bit out of character, I think. I think that that part of the movie where it sort of comes to a halt was a bit of a mistake. And as an audience member, took me out of the movie because we'd been going at this quite a steady pace. And then for the movie just to stand still, I think that scene uh, could have been edited better. But that's just my opinion. Who am I? Who am I? But I personally would give this a strong seven out of 10. I think that there are a lot of things that work for the film. I think people's criticism of the ending is unnecessary and a bit short-sighted. Do I think that there could be a continuation of this story? I do, but I just don't think it will involve the cast that we have at the moment due to, as I said earlier, the drama. So Don't Worry Darling is in cinemas right now, or if you're listening to this in the future, I suppose you could probably look, watch it on streaming or get be old-fashioned and get the DVD. But um, a strong 7 out of 10 from me. So thank you very much, and remember, don't worry, darling. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Films I Love Most podcast. Don't forget you can contact us at film i love most podcast at yahoo.com or on instagram facebook and twitter we hope you've enjoyed this episode and we look forward to welcoming you back next time here on the films i love most podcast